It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmarakarpell.com um, every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is Sunday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Um, we are back in beautiful Austin, Texas, and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment is here to make the show run, and we have another great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Philadelphia by Bob Batchelor, and he's the Managing Director of Flying Angels a non-emergency medical transport company staffed by nurses and doctors. And he'll be joining us to tell us what that's all about and how that can be helpful to any of our listeners. And later in the program, Tanya McDaniel will be joining us. She's the Education Supervisor for Family Integration Learning at the Dallas Duke. And they have a special program for adults with dementia interacting with the animals at the zoo. And she'll be talking about that really interesting program. And along the way, I'll give another sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life. And I'm going to talk a bit about getting ourselves back on track toward following our passion when we've been knocked off by life. Because that's a given. There are going to be times where our passion is interrupted. So how do we get back on track? So I'll be talking about that. And um, and we might have a few more things going on. I don't know. Listen in. <laughs> and throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855 855- Three four five four seven two zero. That's eight five five three four five forty seven twenty. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And the email address is drmara. That's d r m a r a at drmarakarpel.com. D r m a r a k a r p e l dot com. And if you do have questions for my guests. Please be sure to call or email while they are still on the air so they can answer your questions. And if you want to hear tonight's program again, you can go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and the link to the podcast, along with any website links or other contact information given by my guests on the program, will be posted later this evening. Okay, it'll be there later this evening, so you'll be able to hear the program and get those important links. But you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after this show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, 
um, to read my blogs, to watch videos that we've done with guests on the program that have been live in the studio, watch my Facebook Live videos that I've uploaded to YouTube. All of that is on my website. It's a one-stop shop. You can find about, out about my book as well, drmarakartel.com. You can also hear all of the previous programs that we have done right here on Blog Talk Radio for the past five-plus years by going directly to blog, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And for upcoming information, for information about upcoming shows, um, to find out when a blog is posted and get it immediately fresh off the presses, um, or any other information about events that we are involved in, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Corpel, Your Golden Years. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, you can check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you think I should know about? Feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973, or you can email me at drmara at drmaracartel.com, or you can go straight to my website and click on contact. So go to drmaracartel.com. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261. 7909, or send him an email at rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. Um, play a few of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. And when we're back, we'll be joined by Bob Batchelor, who is calling in from Philadelphia. And he's the managing director of Flying Angels, and he's going to talk about this non-emergency medical transport company. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Philadelphia, we have Bob Batchelor, the Managing Director of Flying Angels. Good evening, Bob. Good evening, Dr. Carpell. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much for for joining us. And just to as a reminder, there's a slight delay when we speak like this. So it's good to have that okay. in mind. So, so Bob, um, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm I'm doing wonderful. It's kind of the holiday season. We have May Day, and then we have uh, the Fourth of May. And then we have Cinco de Mayo. So, you know, they, they talk about uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's being a kind of a, a compact holiday season. Well, this is, a, this is another compact holiday season. Right. We just have one holiday after another. Right. These are the party holidays. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. So, so Bob. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, and then we can talk a little bit about Flying Angels and what that is. Absolutely. Happy to. Happy to. Well, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. I've, uh, I've been a registered nurse now for just over 25 years, um, and as most guy nurses tend to do, uh, the, first, uh, the first 15 years of my career was spent in uh, ICU and trauma and burn uh, units and and the other exciting uh, places that that a guy nurses like to go. I used to kid people on a Friday night um, when I would be in the trauma center at a major Philadelphia Center City Hospital, and people would say, "Bob, isn't this stressful?" And I would say, "Are you kidding? My wife has three kids under five at home. That's stressful. This is stressful." So I enjoyed I enjoyed that a, a, a great deal. It was a lot of fun. And probably about 14 years ago, a friend of mine 
asked me if I would help get his father, who was down in Florida, um, up to Toronto, Canada. And unfortunately, he suffered from dementia, um, and he was somewhat combative and aggressive, and he did not respond well to his family. And I said, I'd be happy to. I was, I was a high-speed nurse, and I said, this is fine. I'd be more than happy to do it. So I flew down to Florida to pick him up, and, and I picked him up, and everything is going fine. And I, I took him in his wheelchair to the, the hospital and got him through security without him hitting any of the TSA folks. <laughs> plane and we're flying up and, and I was in I was in first class uh, we I told the family I was going to make sure I put the patient in first class and we had some room to move around and I'm thinking this is terrific I had never been in first class on an airplane before um, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there reading Sky Mall which is probably going to wind up dating myself um, but anyway <laughs> I'm reading Sky Mall next to the guy who's just kind of grumbling and compl- he stands up and starts announcing, help, help, I'm being kidnapped, I'm being kidnapped. And I thought, well, you know, what What would any good nurse do in, in this situation? So I immediately took the sedation that I kind of had ready to go, popped him right through his pant leg, um, gave him an injection of sedation, sat him down, told the flight attendant, ah, that's fine, he just had a bad dream, everything's fine. Because this was not long after 9-11, and people did not mm-hmm. have a sense of humor uh, about after after this time but anyway he went to sleep the rest of the journey and i took him to the facility where he was going to go and and i realized at that point it's kind of an epiphanal moment where i said you know there's a need for this service there's a need for nurses and, and physicians who will fly with people who have medical needs on the commercial airlines like Delta, United, Lufthansa. I mean, I think everybody who's uh, of our generation has seen the movie Airplane um, and actually some of the the old uh, airplane movies of the 70s where, you know, there was somebody getting medical treatment on a plane or going to the Mayo Clinic or something like that. But the options for that service were really limited. So after, after you know, a couple of years, uh, we now have Flying Angels. And what Flying Angels provides is we have doctors and nurses around the country and around the world who fly with people who have medical needs on the commercial airlines like Delta, United, and Lufthansa. So you have a nurse and a patient sitting in a first-class seat on a commercial airline, be that somebody who is suffering from dementia, impairment or an oxygen dependency who's in a facility or in a long-term care facility or in a nursing home in say Florida who needs to get to Denver or needs to get to New York our nurse will fly with them on a flight up there and we also do international repatriations of people who are traveling overseas on vacation and may have some kind of medical situation where they need to come back from uh, from overseas back to the U.S. Uh, now, those situations, hopefully the person's purchased travel insurance, and the travel insurance companies will reach out to us and say, hey, we have a member in Florence, Italy. We need to bring them back to the U.S. Can you send one of your staff out and get them? So in mm-hmm. a nutshell, that's the service that we provide. Our nurses, and, and they're all 
U.S. trained, critical care, usually 10, 15 years, 20 years ICU experience with flight physiology training, will fly with people who have medical needs on a regularly scheduled commercial airliner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how is that different from how people have done this previously, you know, transporting their loved ones with medical needs? Well, prior to this, the, the options are really somewhat limited. Um, a family does have the option of trying to transport somebody themselves if they want to transport their, their loved one. Um, the question really is, if you have something as simple as, let's say, grandma's confined to a wheelchair um, and has no, some, has no real mobility, um, and she's in her 90s, uh, the children uh, may be in their 70s, and are they really in a mm-hmm. position to provide the, the physical assistance uh, to go for a seamless transition? Or if you have somebody who, say, is on oxygen um, at home or has some kind of pulmonary limitation that while they may not need oxygen while they're in their home, you know, when they get on an airplane at only 8,000 feet, they may have some pulmonary problems going on there. Uh, Or as my first episode ever, if you have somebody who has some cognitive impairments, and as we all know, airline travel can be stressful. And and even I've gotten lost in an airport. You know, do you want people who are experienced in an airport trying to get somebody who is cognitively impaired through an airport and, you know, into that very, what can be stressful environment of, of getting through the TSA, um, finding the gate, boarding the aircraft. Uh, these are all things that, that can be very, very stressful, but yet our team of, of medical providers deal with on a, on a daily basis and are quite experienced at. So it's, it's very much, you know, not only do you have a medical professional uh, taking care of your loved one and all your loved one's medical needs, uh, you have a guide can get them through the airport much in the same way that if you're going to try to climb Mount Everest, they send a Sherpa with you who's done it four or five times that month. Right. So these, these are not just nurses and doctors. I mean, I don't mean just, obviously, that's a big thing, but they're not only nurses and doctors, but they also know how to navigate the the airlines and the airports and the TSA and all that's involved there absolutely absolutely so i mean we are we're talking about some very very highly skilled people um i often say that the minimum to do this is five years of of icu critical care experience um and that's that's really our minimum but to be fair the vast majority of our, our staff have been doing nursing for you know 15 20 plus years uh in critical care um, and also have flight physiology training. So, I mean, these are very, very highly skilled and, and talented individuals. Um, they may be asked to test um, your grandma with dementia um, from, from Florida to New York uh, one week, and the next week uh, they may be bringing a quadriplegic on a ventilator um, back from Singapore uh, to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know of many situations where people might hire a caregiver or an aide, you know, a a nurse's aide to travel with their loved one. 
Um, what would be the difference? Well, there's a couple. There's a couple differences. The first one is um, that that ner- that you know nurse or aide is is putting their license at risk practicing in in multiple states. Um, you know, and are they uh, mm. are, do they have the liability coverage um, to actually cover that? I, I hear stories of of nurses and hospitals flying with patients. Um, you know, on flights, either domestic, international, I always kind of cringe and think, well, I guess as long as nothing went wrong, they're fine. But if something went wrong, you know, that, that nurse may have, you know, their, their license revoked. And the other issue is mm-hmm. our nurses are trained in flight physiology, so they know what to look for. Um, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the questions we have is, well, is your nurse there in the case of emergency? And, and my response is usually, well, Partially, but the bigger role is our nurse is there to prevent the emergency in the first place. Our nurse is monitoring the patient continuously through the flight, monitoring blood pressure, saturation, oxygen saturation, heart rate, the things that you would find, you know, a problem before it becomes emergency that the nurse can treat before you actually have a crisis. Can they treat that in the air while you're on the, on an airplane? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. Some of our, you know, we can we can give intravenous fluids. We can administer oxygen. Um, mm-hmm. We can treat things. Um, teaching critical care nursing um, for for several years to my students, I would always say, when you have a patient who codes, that's not the stressful part. The stressful part is always preventing that code. When you know something is going wrong and you need to intervene to make sure things don't go bad, that's what separates a flight nurse from, you know, somebody who may just practice bedside nursing. And, again, as a nurse for 25 years, I'm not going to take anything away from, uh, you know, from bedside nursing. Um, I I still practice occasionally um, when I'm not teaching and when I'm not flying, Mm -hmm. uh, which which I still do. Um, but you know, this is a highly specialized form of nursing uh, that involves training, right. certification, um, and, and it's quite complicated. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I think it would be a real, you know, people would feel a real sense of comfort to know that there's like a somewhat highly trained medical practitioner traveling with their loved one. I mean, I've been on flights where. You know, I've heard flight attendants announce, is there any, is there a doctor on the flight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sort of disconcerting, right? Mm-hmm. They have to well, as hope a, that there's a passenger who's a, who's a doctor. Well, as a, as a side, one of our company policies, the airlines like about our company and about our service, um, is that anytime any of our staff, uh, is on a flight, um, be it a, with a patient or deadheading, or in theory, if they're just traveling for leisure, um, they're they're always expected to introduce themselves to the crew or the purser, the lead flight attendant, um, when they board the aircraft and tell them mm-hmm. who they are, where they're sitting, um, and you know we're at their disposal in the event that there's a medical emergency and. There's been any number of situations where both I and or my team um, 
have you know been tapped on the shoulder by a flight attendant and said, "Would you mind coming to the back? You know, we have a situation here." Um, you know, and then this way they have the resource uh, to, uh, to, you know, that they don't have to make that announcement. You know, they have somebody to go to, and and the flight attendants are always absolutely thrilled to death. Uh, when we introduce ourselves on the crew and say, well, you know, I'm a flight nurse. If you need me, I'm here and at your disposal. So. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm <Excuse> sure. <laughs> so so how does that work in terms of payment? Now, you mentioned if people are international, um, it could, it would be paid for by um, travel insurance. By, tra- by travel insurance. And And this is my completely unsolicited plug. Um, I, I don't have a dog in this hunt, but anybody who's traveling um, overseas, and, and I don't care whether you're 15 or, or 95, buy a good travel insurance policy. And, and I don't want that to be confused with trip insurance. There's, there's two very, very different things. There's trip insurance, which will reimburse you for the cost of your tickets, which is usually a very minor issue. And there's travel insurance. And just Google travel insurance, and you'll find several good companies that do it. Um, and that will pay for medical care where you are, and it'll also pay to repatriate you uh, back to the United States, uh, to your hospital. And it, it does break my heart um, when I get the call, and, and this happens quite frequently, um, from a family who's desperate because their loved one is in a hospital in Rome after a scooter accident or something of that nature. Um, and my first question is always, well, do they have travel insurance? And they'll say, no. And, they say no. Um, and I say, okay, well, we can certainly transport them, but it's probably going to cost you $20,000 or so by the time we're all said and done to get them back. Um, and if they say, is that all, I know they were talking to an air ambulance company prior to that, which would have told, which would have told them it would have cost $120,000 to bring them back by air ambulance. So you can buy a policy, a travel insurance policy for a year that covers all of your trips for a year for about 150 to $200. So if you're a frequent traveler as our staff are, and our staff have travel insurance, in the event that something happens to them, they can you can buy this travel insurance policy, and it will cover a policy every time you travel. You don't have to buy it, every, you know, worry about it every time. You just renew it every year, and it's a it's a wonderful thing to have. And again, you know, you can be young and indestructible, but if you step off a curb and break your leg, or you get pneumonia, or you catch a you know very bad virus you know, or any number of accidents that can happen or you get pneumonia, fuck, you're going to be in a hospital in a country that you may not want to be in a hospital in for an extended period of time. You may not want to have to wait in a hospital in India or China to get better to the point where you can fly home by yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that travel insurance will actually cover your expense? That, that's the pretty much the only insurance um, that will cover our services. Unfortunately, uh, major medical insurance and Medicaid and, and even, say, TRICARE um, is, is not going to pay to fly somebody either internationally or domestically um, in, a non-emergent, in a non-emergent situation. And even when I say non-emergent, even if you're in a hospital in, in one part of the country, Flying you home 
is not considered emergency care. Uh, emergency care is usually limited to getting you from a place where you have an absolute crisis to the nearest hospital, whether that's mm-hmm. a good hospital in a good city here in the U.S. or whether that's a, you know a hospital in in Europe. It, that's that's not going to pay for anything more than that. It's not going to pay to fly you home. It's not going to pay to fly you if you have you know if something goes wrong in California. It's not going to pay to fly you back to New York. Um, that's considered non-emergency, right. which is why we identify ourselves as as a non-emergency medical provider, versus that right. helicopter that's going to take you you know from the crash scene to the hospital. Mhm, mhm. Now the now the travel insurance is not for domestic flights, right? That that won't cover people here in the United States. Usually, and again, and that's, they can be, that can be a little bit of a gray area. Um, I, again, I, I would recommend people who are traveling to buy to buy a travel insurance policy. It's it's not terribly expensive. In many cases, I found it does not cover domestic travel. Um, but fortunately, domestic travel for you know for us is is nowhere near as expensive as it is in say in Europe or Asia. Right, and it's still cheaper um, than if they were to hire an air ambulance or even try to take the person by ground in an ambulance. Right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, to to cross the country, um, you know, with one of our staff on a commercial flight. You know, you're you're looking at ten thousand dollars just as as a ballpark on a commercial flight. Um, you're looking at probably seventy to eighty thousand um, dollars on an air ambulance. And I, I always want to be clear that the, the level of care that an air ambulance can provide, you know, is a little bit beyond what we can provide. So it's much like in a hospital. If somebody needs to be in the ICU, they need to be in the ICU. And if they need that ICU level of care then they need to be in the uh, in an air ambulance in the event that right. um you know but otherwise you know we can transport them for a uh, for a fraction of the cost right and and we're not talking about you know people traveling around the country to go on vacations and you know that's just people right. we're are talking need to about get... people people who need to get somewhere um, I mean, I, we have resources. Um, you know, I, I've established contacts with, with a lot of people in the industry, you know, and if somebody wants a caregiver to go with them on a trip and actually vacation with them and kind of provide care, um, I, I would always welcome people to reach out to us. I mean, we have people we've come across who will offer that service. Our service is more of a, of a medical need service um, for people who need to get from, from point A to point B. Um, you mentioned right. ground ambulance, and also there are some terrific um, local and long-distance um, ground transport providers uh, that we will reach out to. Um, usually they're advantageous if somebody has a specific medical need, if they, if, let's say they're completely bed-bound and, and can't sit up, they're somebody who may be better off for a long-distance ground transport provider, and we have contacts with them. And, you know, I, I always say I'm never one to try to push a square peg through a round hole. Um, there's a lot of resources out there for people who have uh, the need for medical transport. And our, my goal here and the goal of Flying Angels is always to try to find 
what's the best option for the client if it's not us you know at least we can try to point them in the direction and say this might be a better option for you or this might be a a lower cost option what we found is you know somebody's going three or four hundred miles um you know they may be better off with the local a local ground provider um and we're always happy to point them in that direction Mm -hmm, mm okay so if people are interested in finding out more about Flying Angels or, you know, signing up for it, how can they do that? Well, quite simply, they can go to our website, which is simply flyingangels.com, or what I just encourage people to do is Google Flying Angels. Uh, the advantage you have there is not only will you find our, our website, um, but you'll find out what people have said about us in the past. And I'm, I'm very, very proud uh, of the reputation uh, that we've generated um, in both the industry and, uh, and both online. In today's climate, um, I always recommend uh, that, you know, regardless of whether it's a, a medical transport company, you know, or, or somebody who's fixing your plumbing, uh, you know, to Google, uh, both the company and the individual that you're dealing with uh, to find out who you are. You, you can't hide um, anymore from a, from a very cursory Internet uh, search. I mean, your rep- reputation is everything nowadays. Right, right. And how long have you had Flying Angels? How many years? Well, I've been doing this for now, let's see, 14 years. Uh, we rebranded as Flying okay. Angels back in 2016 because we now have physicians. Um, usually for our more acute uh, medical need uh, patients on the international flights. Uh, We brought a a young traveler, unfortunately, who had a spinal cord injury back um, from Singapore to the U.S. only a a few months ago with myself and our flight physician. Um, And we arranged for a uh, ICU pod in a Lufthansa flight, to bring him to bring him back, so that was one of the cases where it was both myself and we had a physician with us um, to manage this very complex medical uh, medical case. But those are usually more for the international uh, transports. Um, and and also as a side, in in some countries, culturally the roles of doctors and nurses are a little bit different. Uh, Japan, just an ex- as an example, um, nurses really don't have. Uh, the ability to do things there that we do there uh, that we do here, you know, here I can intubate a patient at at 35,000 feet on a plane if absolutely needed. Um, in Japan, if you if you need to adjust the level of oxygen, you know, for a patient on nasal cannula, you almost need to bring the doctor in. So that's just more a matter mm. of, of you know how things work. You know, you know, is the nurse a skilled professional as they are in here in Europe? Um, versus, you know, are they a, a handmaiden? Uh, no, no disrespect there in terms of the term, um, but their skills are limited, and you know what they can do is is somewhat limited. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to post um, the the website and also the link to the Google about Flying Angels. It sounds like you have a lot of years of reviews, um, mm-hmm. so people can see that. And and Terrific. I mean it's a it's a great idea. It's a wonderful service that you're providing. I think 
very much needed. And like I said, if somebody has complicated medical needs, it's certainly a comfort to have a, a somebody who really understands those, you know, the changes that can happen in flight. And, and also in, in today's society where you have people who, who want to maintain that independence uh, of living, but yet say, you know, they, they want to, they want to, um, get from Florida to, to Toronto, or they want to get from New York, uh, they, you know, they may not want to call their, their grandkids or their children to say, hey, come get me. They want that independence to say, look, you know, they call us. They have a medical professional that can handle anything they may need. They have a guide who can get them through the airport and, and on the plane and, and fly with them from where they need to go uh, to where they, so where they are to where they need to go. And it really empowers, uh, you know, people who have limited mobility, who have, you know, maybe just, you know, are, I get confused at an airport. And again, I've gotten lost in the airport myself over the, over the uh-huh. years. I can only, ima- I can only imagine an elderly couple um, you know, who, you know, isn't as technologically sophisticated and, you know, they may just want somebody to go with them um, to get them from where they are uh, to where they need to go. And our service is, is, a, is a, a bedside to bedside service where our, somebody contacts us and gives us the address of where the person is and gives us the address of where they're going to go. And we take care of everything in between. Our coordinators will reach out and take care of any medical issues with the attending physicians or their primary care provider. Uh, We'll arrange for the ground transportation to get them from their residence or facility uh, to the airport under the care of the nurse. The nurse will pick them up at their bedside or at their room where they are, and the nurse will escort them to the airport take them on the plane, fly with them on the plane. We'll make the arrangements to get them, um, you know, ground transportation to where they need to go. Uh, Again, all under the care of a critical care trained uh, registered nurse. That's great. That's great. Um, Yeah. And as I said, I'm going to post the information on my website about um, on the post about this show later tonight. So if anybody you know, listening and didn't have their pen and paper ready and is interested, they can just go to my website later and it'll be there. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Bob, for, for being on the program and talking about this. Um, oh, my pleasure. And and you have a very good evening and happy Cinco de Mayo and let's stay in touch. <laughs> I Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, uh, Dr. Carpell, it's it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and and thank you for what you're doing in informing uh, the public as to as to what options are out there. Well, thank you, thank you, and we'll we'll be we'll be in touch, and have a good evening. You too. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So we're going to take a brief break and we have some more to come so don't go anywhere we'll be right back dr mara's book the passionate life creating vitality and joy at any age is now available on kindle and in paperback at amazon don't forget to listen to dr mara carpel and your golden years live from austin texas 
every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden ears right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. <clears throat> and before I, before I go on to talk about uh, my topic and before the next guest comes on, I just want to give you a little bit of news. And I just want to mention, I don't know if you notice when you listen to these shows, but I get really excited about the, the topics that my guests speak about. Um, they're all really exciting and, and everybody is very different in terms of what they're doing and really interesting to have Bob on and and to learn about um, this company. I think it's something to keep in mind even if you don't have a need for it now. It's good to kind of store that away in your data file, in your memory um, for you know, in case there is a need for it in the future, because it really sounds like a wonderful option to have. If somebody has a medical issue um, or a cognitive issue and, and needs to fly somewhere, um, we often feel like you just can't do it. And I think it's it's great to have a way to do it. Okay, so, um, all right. So in terms of news, um, I didn't do a Facebook Live as scheduled this past Thursday night. A couple of things came up, and then a thunderstorm rolled in, and I decided to hold off. And so I am going to do it on Tuesday evening um, because Thursday I will be away and and won't be able to do it on Thursday this week or next week. So um, I will do it on Tuesday evening. And I was going to continue that topic that I discussed here last week on um, <clears throat> I was going to talk about not letting the critics get in the way. That's that's right. So um, I also just wrote a blog about that topic, and it's published now in Thrive Global. Um, Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global. It's also on Medium, and it's on my website. So if you look at my website, Dr. Mara Carpell, and look under publications or blogs, uh, you'll find the latest blogs, and it was about not letting uh, the critics get in the way. And let's see, anything else new? I, I already t- have told you that I'm doing. I'm going to be interviewed on another radio show at the end of the month, and I will give more information as we get close to that. So I'm going to just jump into the topic, and this week, what I'm going to talk about, I've spoken about it before. Um, just giving a little bit more of a of a, a different perspective on this, and it's a, it's I've written about it in my book, The Passionate Life, um, and it's about getting back up. And you know, times have been so challenging for so many people, and in many different ways, especially recently. It just seems, and maybe it just seems it's it's our perception because of social media that there have been more and more challenges. And um, I've been thinking a lot about how to get back up on our path of passion when we've been knocked off the path. Because after all, I talk about, very frequently talk about how having a passionate 
um, you know, pursuit, something that we're, we really feel driven towards, helps to build resilience um, against, all, uh, you know, the stresses in our life. But there are times when the stresses kind of take over and can actually knock us off the path of our passionate pursuit. And then if we stay off the path, then we're more vulnerable to stress. So we want to have a way to get back up on the path. Um, and some of the, you know, the, the challenges might be personal, you know, illness, um, might be illness of loved ones or, you know, losses in, in your life, relationship difficulties, financial difficulties, new, new caregiver responsibilities can be a big um, obstacle to overcome, um, difficulties in work having, you know, more and more things that you have to do and more responsibilities in your life, feeling more stress from what's going on in the world and, and feeling that it's starting to impact you and your life personally, or just you're following your path and you just keep hitting brick walls. Sometimes that in itself can be what makes people give up. But first of all, first and foremost, um, I want to point out, and I think a great book to read is, I've had several um, guests on the show who work with Jack Canfield on his team, and he's written a great book, The Success Principles, about um, following your dream and being successful at it. And one of the things that he talks about pretty strongly is that people who are the most successful are people who have been knocked down probably more than anybody else because they've put their themselves out there and they've picked themselves up and kept going just to be knocked down again. So being success being successful doesn't mean that your path is smooth or easy or that you never fail, never hit a brick wall, never have an obstacle in your life. Um, and never have rough spots or the feeling that you want to give up. Being successful in following your dream is about getting yourself back up to follow your dream after you've been knocked off the path. And so we have to have tools to do that. It's easy to say you have to just get back up. But I think that um, knowing, having that mindset that, I'm not going to let this win. I'm not going to let this obstacle win, and I know that I can um, overcome it and and still be successful. And knowing that all these successful people before you have done just that is a big part of it. So that gives you the motivation and the mindset to get yourself back up and to use some of the other tools um, to get yourself back up. So, you know, last week um, I had on the, the show Akshay Nanavati, and he wrote the book Fearvana. And he was discussing the book Fearvana and what that term Fearvana means. He created that term, and what it describes is the joy or that feeling of nirvana and excitement of moving forward by embracing our fears. And a lot of our fears have to do with 
being knocked down or being criticized or having to overcome these obstacles or having a struggle. Um, In fact, he feels that you really don't have that feeling of passion and excitement unless there is a struggle to overcome. And he calls that that part of it the worthy struggle. So it wouldn't be exciting if there wasn't some struggle. And if we're doing it for the right reasons, the worthy reasons to, to fully live our potential, to fully uh, live our gifts that we all have inside in order to brighten the world and through our gifts. So to have that higher mindset that is not just about us, um, as you know, we are important. So having that, you know, focus on um, living our full potential is important. But also, why are we living our full potential? What is it contributing to the world? And and that's true of anything in the arts as well. People only think of that as their own something they're doing for themselves, whether it's painting or singing or drawing, playing an instrument. But but actually. You're bringing um, joy into the world or whatever it is that you're doing, you're inspiring other people. And your worthy struggle might actually be about, you know, helping other people. But when it's worthwhile, then then embracing your fear of that struggle rather than running away from it or giving up so that you don't have to deal with the fear of it anymore. Um, that's what brings the excitement and the passion. And once we have this mindset of getting back up and seeing this as a worthy struggle and and feeling um, motivated to embrace our struggles and fears, then half the battle is won. More than half the battle is won about toward getting ourselves back on track. Um, and for the rest, I went back and rethought about the basics that I that I wrote about in my book, The Passionate Life. And getting back to the basics is really important. Um, you know, we need to get back to the reminder that every day may not feel like a good day when we wake up in the morning, but it's up to us to pick up those grains of sand, those grains of joy, those grains of meaning and purpose every day. And one grain of sand after another, after another, after another leads to a purposeful, joyful life. We're not always going to feel it. Um, When you meditate, you're not always going to feel relaxed. You're not always going to feel it. You just have to show up. And do what you can do to get yourself back on track. Um, There is effort involved. And the effort, as I said, is the worthy struggle, as as Akshay told us last week. And here are some of the other basics. Um, As I spoke about two weeks ago and I wrote the blog about, we need to reassess sometimes what we're doing if we're feeling overwhelmed. Are there things that we can give up that we're only doing because it's habit or we think that we're supposed to do it? Um, Sometimes that accumulation of stress will knock us right off track 
of living our dream, living our passion or our purpose because we feel overwhelmed. So what can we give up to make space for us to have the, the clarity of mind and the energy and the joy to follow our dreams? And as I wrote in my blog that was just published and I spoke about last week, if we give in to critics, if, you know, if we give in to the fear of being criticized and people criticize us and tell us that we're no good and we give up, then um, we, you know, we might as well give up right now because there are always going to be critics. So when people criticize us, if it's constructive, we can look at it and take from it what is constructive about it, maybe readjust if it seems necessary when we reevaluate the path we're on, and then get back on your path. Go, keep going for what you feel is meaningful and purposeful. And don't be afraid to take a pause. You know, Terry Hershey was on this program. He wrote The Power of Pause. I wrote about the pause that I took um, in my book. Um, sometimes the pause has to be, a, you know, a period of time more than just an hour in a day. It might be a few weeks or a couple of months where we need to recover from whatever has knocked us off the path. If it's a physical injury or illness or having to mourn a loss, it's okay to take time to pause. But think of it as a pause and not a full stop, that you're going to get back on the path. Because having that that intention not only helps us to get back on the path, but it helps us through that time. It, it gives us a light in the tunnel to follow. But also having a pause every single day um, for an hour at least um, to just relax and, and be grateful for what we already have in our life and relax and and give our mind a chance to just slow down, slow down our thinking, and just appreciate that we are enough and that we have enough so that we're not driven from a place of desperation because that's not a joyful, passionate journey. That's just trying to achieve something for our ego. So... Pausing every day is really important. And then, of course, the four pillars, as I've talked about, of the passionate life. There are necessary essential elements of of having a passionate life. If something knocks us off the path, then let's get back to just focusing on those four pillars and the bricks in the foundation, which is self-care, which is what I just spoke about. But the pillars are having compassion, and that includes self-compassion, the compassion for other people in our lives and people far away who are different than us, Um, having, showing generosity towards other people, having gratitude for what we have in our lives, and allowing ourselves to dream. Just getting back to those four pillars, as well as taking care of ourselves, will jumpstart us back to getting on our path. So I'm writing a blog about this, and it will be published this week, and you can see it on my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Ears, and it will also be on my website, drmaracarpell.com. And now without further ado, 
Let's go to our next guest who is waiting on the phone. We have Tanya McDaniel, who is the Education Supervisor for Family Integration Learning at the Dallas Zoo, and she's joining us to talk about their program for adults with dementia. Welcome, Tanya. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. So, Tanya, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, the producer of this program and I heard about this this program that you have at the Dallas Zoo for people with dementia, and um, we we heard something about it on NPR, and mm-hmm. we were so intrigued by it. So that's why I reached out to you for you to be on this program. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that program that you have? Yes, absolutely. So the program is called Wild Gatherings, and this is a free program that we offer in partnership with the Alzheimer's Association within the Northeast Dallas chapter. And this is a program designed for families of dementia, um, early stage dementia with their caregivers. And so we offer this program once a month on the first, I'm sorry, on Mondays from 930 to 11 a.m. And it does instructor guided tour and then an animal encounter a close-up animal encounter and then activities all right so you said it's once a month on a monday right we um we do that once a month and each month we focus on a different animal theme so we can try to visit the different animal habitats we have at the dallas zoo okay okay so what are the benefits for adults with dementia to interact with animals? Well, animals in nature in general are beneficial for everyone. Uh, With us being able to incorporate Mm -hmm. that up-close animal encounter, we're able to provide a touch experience for the participants. And this touch is tied to the limbic system, which is tied to memory. And we really hope that the experience with an up-close animal encounter can help to connect back to an animal memory, or really just any memory for these participants. And we also hope that it helps to create lasting memories for the caregivers as well. And being outdoors um, in an outside destination, we are getting families outside and getting exercise and movement. Um, We are the largest zoo in Texas, so we get in a lot of steps during the hour and a half program that we offer. And exercise itself has added benefits for everyone. Um, Not only that, it's just outdoors and next to nature and wildlife and so relaxing. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've worked with people with dementia for a long time. And um, one of the things that I've noticed is that people get really um, stuck I mean, it's really common for them to be stuck inside all day, every day. Mm-hmm. The, you know, their family members are afraid to bring them out anywhere. So <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we run the program Rain or Shine, so we are outdoors and we're getting movement going. So, yes, we, we love being outside. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, so how long has the Dallas Zoo had this program? We did our pilot program back one year ago um, in May of 2018, 
after we did the pilot program, we just start, started the full season in September, and we run the program once a month from September through May. So we follow a school year pattern with the program offering, and this 2019 year has been our, our full year of it. Okay, okay. Well, that also makes sense because the summers are really hot, so it's probably better right. <laughs> to take the summer off. <laughs> yes. So what has been the response so far? Well, our families love it, and we absolutely love it. Um, we've had many families that have been with us from the beginning, from the pilot program a year ago. And we also have families that we can expect each and every month. And we have a great bond with these families, and we have our regulars. And if they can't make it, they let us know. Um, we also, it's so amazing to see the friendships that the caregivers have with each other. Uh, many of them will gather at different events and programs each week for their loved ones at different locations. And so they have this great network and community already built. And it's a great feeling to have and be able to provide that space for that fellowship of community for the caregivers. Yeah, it's almost like a support group. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so much fun watching them because they can they check in with each other. Some of them go and get lunch afterwards. It's it's a wonderful wonderful time with them. Yeah. So, so how many people usually show up to each of these events every month? We have a capacity for classroom space for twenty five people. So we, um, we okay. register through the Alzheimer's Association. Um, they can do that online. It's the communityresourcefinder.org. And then you just follow the links for the area. And um, that's how we set up our registration. Okay. So people would go to the Alzheimer's Association page or they would go to community resource. Can yeah, it's communityresourcefinder.org. Okay, okay. And how um, how far in advance would you suggest that people do this before an event? You know, the sooner the better, um, but we understand that things um, come up. So um, the sooner the better. You can always call the 1-800 number. Um, through the ALZ organization, and that number is 1-800-272-3900, and they can also um, help you set up your registration for the program and let you know how many spots are left. Okay, okay. And is there a calendar? Do you have a calendar on your Dallas Zoo website, or is that all on the community resource? Dot org. That will be on the communityresourcefinder.org, but um, families can always reach out to me if they have specific questions about dates. Um, they can contact me um, through my email, and that's tanya.mcdaniel at dallaszoo.com. Okay, and that's Tanya with a Y. <laughs> yes, T-O-N-Y-A. Okay. Right, and dallaszoo.com. Okay, I, I'm I'm saying all this because I'm going to post it later on my on my website post about this show, so that wonderful, if people miss it, they can find it all there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
you know, we have listeners all over the place, so I have a question, and I don't know if you have the answer to it, but do you know of these kind of programs in other parts of the country, or is Dallas the only, Dallas Zoo the only place that has such a program that you know of? I know of um, one of our community partners, the Dallas Museum of Art. Um, They uh, have this partnership as well with the ALZ organization association where they will offer a program. I think theirs is called um, Meaningful Moments. Okay. Okay. But outside of Dallas, I guess the best thing would be to contact the Alzheimer's Association in, in one's area. Right. That's that's where I would start is through the um, Alzheimer's Association and find out in your area, in your chapter area, uh, what type of community resources are available for you. Right. Right. This is a this is a great idea. Um, I mean, I really loved it. That's why we we said, oh, we have to have her on the program because that you know <laughs> I know there <laughs> when I worked in nursing homes, you know that. People would bring in dogs and cats, and sometimes they even brought in little little horses. Um, mm-hmm. And it had, you know, a really tremendous impact. But I would imagine actually going out and getting the the extra the extra benefits that you're describing would be wonderful to actually go to the zoo and see different animals and have a whole program around it and the family involved and being outdoors. You know, that just that's just a it brings it to another level. And we're really excited for our next program. Our this one we're closing up this year on Monday, May twentieth, and our theme are will be our great apes. And it just it's perfect timing because we have two precious um, new baby gorillas, and I'm so excited for Aww. our families to get to visit and get a up close where they can um, see the baby gorillas through the glass first thing too early in the morning um, when they're you know getting out there and getting their breakfast so it's going to be it's going to be a a wonderful morning I already feel it yeah really nice very nice okay so that's May you said that's May 20th yes Monday May 20th okay all right all right. Well, thank you so much for for coming onto the program and letting us know about this. Uh, it's a great thing. I'm going to post it, as I said, on my website um, post about this show. And um, you know, I might have to take a trip up there and 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 join you guys sometime. Absolutely, you would be more than welcome. Just let me know. Okay, I will. All right. Well, you have a very good evening. And yes, happy Cinco too. de Thank Mayo. You. <laughs> yes, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that's a that's a great program. I really I'm excited about that. And two baby gorillas. Oh, cute. Okay, so we've come to the end of the show. We don't have a musician this week, so um, we're going to end a little early. Um, And I want to let you know that next Sunday, May the 12th, we'll be 
is Mother's Day, and we'll be playing an encore of the show with Andy Smallman, who has KindLiving.net, and we spoke about the benefits of kindness and all the um, amazing international programs on kindness and compassion that Andy has spearheaded and is really taken off uh, like wildfire. It's a great program. So you can tune in next week to that. Um, but, of course, you can listen to any of the podcasts of any previous interviews by going to blogtalkradio.com or my website, drmarocarpel.com. And then we'll be back with another show live on May 19th, and we'll actually be back in our Austin studio with a guest in the studio, which we haven't done in a while. And Jay Schneider will be joining us, and he's returning to talk about um, – his program, Bridge to Shore Interventions, which is a program where he does um, interventions for people who are are abusing alcohol or or um, or drugs, and he helps to get them. You know, he in, he intervenes, he talks to them, and and gets them to agree to go to a program. He sets the whole thing up to get them into a program. And he also provides um, some other services along with that around the country. So he's going to join us. The last time he was on, we decided there was more to talk about. So he's going to come into the studio to talk about that on May 19th. And we will have more on that program. And that will be uh, to be announced. And, again, if you want to hear tonight's program again and get the information from the show, the website links, the phone numbers that were discussed, all of that, um, all, all of that plus the podcast will be posted on my website later this evening. So go to drmaricarpel.com later this evening, and it will all be there. Um, and you can also um, get go to listen to this podcast all over again um, in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio b-l-o-g talk radio.com slash your golden years and I do recommend that you go to my website in any case because that's where you can watch all the videos you can um, read all the information from all the previous shows get the podcast from previous shows get my blog uh, find out about my book all of that is at my website drmaricarpel.com and all of the previous podcasts here on blog talk radio are at blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years and follow me on facebook Dr. Maricarpel, Your Golden Years, because you'll get the latest news up to date. And that's the best place to do that. And this program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald Devere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests. Bob Batchelor and Tanya McDaniel. And of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Be safe. Happy Mother's Day next week. 
and I'll see you all in two weeks. Guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.